want to uh, talk to you today about a message that uh, I think we all need to hear. Something we do. Something that we. Uh, are you all okay back there? You, you hadn't been drinking, have you? <laughs> okay. And check up on you if you've been getting to the communion supplies. Kind of like that church in Corinth, huh? Would show up and get drunk on the communion. Well, they did. Priests used to do that. All right, so are we all ready to go here now? We hope so. Okay. Sometimes I feel like we're in Hooterville. Anybody know? How many knows who Hooterville is? Okay. Are we okay? Are we ready to go? Okay. Anybody know what next Sunday is? Okay, so we're going to celebrate the resurrection next week. and But today I want to talk to you about something that we all deal with. It's rejection. Has anybody ever been rejected besides me? And nobody likes it. I know I don't like it. Do you like to be rejected? How would you feel if you got a letter in the mail from me this next week and you, you hadn't done nothing? You just been faithful and coming to church and you get a letter from me and from Diane and I and it says we we uh we love you and all that, but it'd be best if you just never came back to summit anymore. How would you feel? We we love you, but you know, it's been good, it's been nice, but would that would that hurt you? Would it? I mean, would it or not? Now, I've never sent one of those letters. Have no intention of doing it, but you know, we've received letters from folks. None of you all cuz you're still here, but over the many years, if you want to be rejected real good and soundly and just go into ministry, become a pastor. And you will get rejected every which way you can imagine and some ways you never would imagine. And things where you've made car payments for people and house payments for people and helped them wonderfully, spent hours with them, visiting them in the hospital, spent hours counseling them, talking with them, helping them, loving them any way you could. And then just for no apparent reason... You get a letter in the mail or an email or whatever saying, it's been good, it's been fun, but, you know, we won't see it be be attending there anymore. And that's at least, when people do that, that's at least nice. Some of them, it's like, who was that masked man? You know, anybody know what I mean by that? They're just gone. You call them on the phone and they don't return your call. (laughs) Don't say goodbye, kiss my hind end, or anything else. Ooh, you didn't think you'd be hearing that today. You didn't know that went on, did you? Did you? You ever thought about it? Okay, that was a little blunt, what I said right there about... I probably shouldn't have said that. But but is that okay? I mean, you won't reject me, (laughs) but that just... Is that cool? You know, at least if somebody told you, but they, you know, they just... So these are forms of rejection. 
uh, I could talk about this all day, uh, sharing Jesus with somebody. You know, I think one of the main reasons that people don't, I know one of the main reasons I don't share Jesus with people is because I don't want to be, huh? Don't want to be what? Now, when, now, when I was a kid, I was just, I'd share Jesus with anybody. You know, in 16, 17, I, I had bumper stickers on my car, you know, accept Jesus, receive Jesus. You know, I just, everywhere I went, Jesus, receive Jesus. But I've been beat over the head so many times with rejection. People just, you know, they don't want to hear it. They think I'm a nut. Every kind of thing you can think. And you, you get hit in the head enough times with the brick of rejection. At last, it just beats you, it just beats you down where you just... You know, you just don't want to tell anybody about the Lord anymore. And it's and but we, what we have to understand is they're really not rejecting us. Who are they really rejecting? You know, and and the, the, but you could talk about rejection. You know, I guess it really it, it can start mainly in high uh, not high school but elementary elementary school. Um, anybody ever get rejected in elementary school? Um, Friends, that's a big deal. You know, I used to teach junior high, but I know even when I was in elementary school, you want to you want to be accepted by people. You want you want your to be accepted by friends. And what's one of the worst things that can happen is when your friends stop being your friends. Is that, is that right? Has that ever happened to anybody besides me? Now, in the day in which we live, now I, I'm not on Facebook, but my my wife is. But um, and maybe the reason I'm on there, I'm not on there, is because I don't want to get unfriended by somebody. Because now with Facebook, you can get if I if I understand right, can you get unfriended? And the only reason I probably haven't been unfriended on Facebook is because I'm not not on there. But have you ever been unfriended? You've been you've been unfriended? Really? I didn't know that. Who unfriended you? Huh? Our church has been unliked. So the church has been liked and then unliked? I didn't know that. Legitimately, I know there was one lady got us messed up with that other church somewhere or another. And she wrote a bad comment. And then she realized she went, she went to a different church, wrote a bad comment about it, but put it on our Facebook site. What are you talking other people have? Really? Oh, okay. Is that the same as being unfriended? Oh, my gosh. Anybody ever been unfriended on Facebook? Oh, my goodness. Here's another one. Uh, In gym class, we're going to choose up sides. Now, this was always a time of fear and intrepidation for many. Not for me, because I was always, I was a pretty good athlete, and I was usually a captain. But, you know, you'd look when you'd start picking people, and, you know, the scrawny little kid, you know. You know what I'm talking about? They're, and they're just like shaking there, because they realize they're going to be the last one to be picked. You were one of them? You were one of them? Anybody want to, who, how many was, what were you? Oh, if I'd have been there, I'd have picked you. Yeah. You know, I used to do that, though. I guess the love of God in my heart, even back there then, I'd always, my first pick would always be the most unlikely person, the worst one, because I, I didn't want them to feel bad. So I, but then the next pick, I'd go for the, you know, the, the better player. But, but uh, are, you know, being cut from a team or not making a team, 
back when I went to school, you could be cut. Do they cut people anymore from the from the team, or do you know? I got cut from concert. Well, I didn't get cut. I never made it. Concert choir. Can you imagine that? They didn't let me in concert choir. But you don't do what? Oh, yeah, they should have known better. But, you know, so rejection. This is something everybody deals with, you know. Uh, you can be rejected because of the way you look or because of the way you don't look, because of the way you dress, because of the way you don't dress. You know, it goes on and on and on and on and on. You know, asking someone out on a date. You know, I've been rejected in, in, in that. I've been told to go to hell. You know, I told you that a couple of weeks ago when I asked a girl out on a date. It wasn't Diane. It was a different one. Um, are you know, uh, has anybody ever been when you were younger in a courtship and then they broke it off? More, more times than you can count. Interviewing for a job, you know, you're, you go in there. What's the main fear, I guess, of interviewing for a job, ultimately, is that you're not going to get the job. Or getting fired. Has anybody ever been fired? You know, that's, that, that can make you feel just horrible, you know. Or how about, this? here's one, um, when it, like in the Bible days, when a Jew, Jewish person received Jesus and became a Christian. Do you realize what happened? You'd be thrown out of your family. They would deny they even knew you. That's what the whole book of Hebrews is, is about. People that, that they got saved, they received Jesus, and they were being persecuted so bad by their own families that they were going to reject Jesus and go back into Judaism. I know Diane has told me you were raised Catholic. And if you even played with a Protestant... You would be in trouble of the, you know, the family would reject you. Is that correct? And that God, they told you that God would reject you. Isn't rejection all over the place? Uh, now, you know, uh, some people handle rejection better than others. I think Mr. Potter handled it an interesting way on It's a Wonderful Life. He said, people don't like me, and I don't like them either, so that makes it equal. <laughs> I may remember that. Anybody ever watch It's a Wonderful Life? Uh, but you know, that's really not a good attitude to have, is it? Uh, actually, that's something I've really had to work on. I've I've... This may not be the right way to say it. I, let me say it a proper way. I've conditioned myself to be ready for rejection because, because I realize human nature. I realize how people are. And so I've kind of conditioned myself. And if you're in the ministry any length of time, we've been in it 20 some odd years. And you almost condition yourself to, you know, just almost expect that. That rejection is, is somebody's going to reject you or whatever. So that when they do it, it doesn't hurt so bad. Has anybody ever done that besides me? And, 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 and if you're not watchful, your heart can become, can, can become hardened. And, and, that's, and that's not good. So you, you don't really want to want to, to do that. You want to continue to believe the best of people and all of that. And you just, I mean, people are going to 
be ignorant. You, mean, you might as well realize that. Is that correct? Are you all out there today or not? I mean, we all need to hear this. People are going to talk about you behind your back. You might as well just accept that. They're going to, people are going to look you right in the face and, and then turn around and talk bad about you. Did you know that anybody that will gossip to you will gossip about you? Did you know that? Did you know that anybody that will pull you aside and whisper stuff about somebody else to you, that when you're not there, they'll whisper about you? You need to know that. Did you hear me? We've already had lunch with some stellar Christians that, and they'll sit down there and one of the first things they'll do is they'll start gossiping about people. You just want to get up and walk out. And the only reason you don't do it is you don't ultimately want to be rude to them. But, but anyway, rejection. Realize, say rejection. It's a horrible, ugly thing. Uh, you know, if you study history, you'll see that some of the most successful people in history didn't start out being accepted, but they were rejected miserably. Abraham Lincoln would be probably one of the greatest presidents. Is that correct? If you study him out, he didn't start out a winner. He lost again and again and again. Elvis Presley, I'd say he made it pretty good, don't wouldn't you say? A lot of people accepted him, but you know when he went to the Grand Ole Opry, the first time he was told to keep his day job when he when he auditioned. You would you wouldn't think about think 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 that. You think, well, Elvis, you know. But a lot of people see, here's the thing. When we do get rejected, and you will the thing we have to do is don't let it harden you. Don't let it harden you. And continue on. And keep loving people. One thing that I, I tell you what, one thing I've learned is, 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 is we want to always walk in love because love will never fail. You, one thing you'll never regret, you'll never regret walking in love. You'll never regret walking in love because it's the right thing to do. Now, if you send an email or if you unfriend somebody or they unfriended me, so I'm going to unfriend them back. You, you know, have you ever sent an email to somebody or a letter that you regretted, you wish you could get it back? Or you said something to somebody you regretted that you wish you could get it back? But you know, I've never one time done anything in love that I regretted. Or that I wish I could take that kind word back. So we could talk about different people. Let's talk about the most rejected person of all time. Do you know who the most rejected person of all time is? Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Isaiah 53.3. Let's just go through some scriptures real quick. So if you've ever been rejected, you're in good company. You're right there with me and you're right there with Peter, James and John and all them. You're right there with Moses. He was rejected, wasn't he? 
But the most rejected person of all time is the Son of God Himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm, I want to take you through some scriptures. And we're going to see that He was rejected every possible way that you could be rejected. If anybody was going to get unfriended on Facebook, it would have been the Lord Jesus Himself. You need to realize not everybody loves Jesus. You need to realize there's far more people that hate him and reject him than that love him. Isaiah 50, do you need, you need to know if he was a pastor here in the United States, he would not have a mega church. You need to understand that. You realize that? Not the Jesus of the Bible. Isaiah 53.3, let's take a look at it. He is despised and, what's that next word? Rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So that right there tells you he was rejected by men. Let's go to Luke 4. I'm going to go through these rather quickly. If you want to just follow on the screen and mark them, look look them up later, that might work better. Because I'm going to go through them fairly quickly. Luke 4, 16. So he, Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. So now he's back in his hometown. Everybody wants to make good in their hometown, don't they? And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So he gets up and he preaches. And to skip down to verse 28. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with compliment. Did it say that? Filled with wrath. They got mad. When Jesus stood up to preach, they got mad. And they rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built. That they might throw him down over the cliff. Did they accept his message? No. You think about that sometime. I've never had anybody that have actually taken me out to the detention basin out here and want to throw me off. But they actually rose up, thrust him out of the city. Think about that. They took him by force, thrust him out of the city, led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built. That they might throw. Did, did, you, did that register with you? They're going to throw Jesus off the cliff. Passing through the midst of them, he went his way. He went down to Capernaum, city of Galilee, was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astonished at his teaching. For notice, his word was with authority. Did he let that rejection stop him? No. Did he continue in that authority? Yeah. See, about the only time you'll ever hear me get up and talk about how, you know, we've received a letter from this, this one or that one or talk about, you know, you know how I started this message? If you've attended here any length of time, the only time you'll hear me share those things with you... Uh, Just once in a blue moon I might just... But the only time I'll share that with you is when I'm teaching a message on it. Because I've learned to minimize rejection. Did you hear what I just said? Or let me put it in in line with my title. I've learned to reject rejection. Real loud say reject rejection. Let's let's say it again. Reject rejection. See, I don't reject the people that reject me. I reject the rejection. Do you get what I just said? I keep walking in love towards them. Now, I will tell you this. When people walk away from me, we'll see this here with Jesus in a minute. When people walk away from me, 
I don't, I don't go running after them. I mean, I'll make a phone call. I'll try my best to find out what happened or if I offended them, if I can make it right or something. But I tell you what, when people have made a decision and they walk away from me and they don't want to have nothing to do with me no more, I let them go. That's what Jesus did. He didn't go run after. We'll see. He didn't go, didn't go run after people. Oh, come, come on, come on, come on, come back and be my friend. He didn't. He let them. He said, let them alone. Let them go. But the last move I always make and the last move Jesus makes with somebody is a move of love. And you leave the ball of love in their court. And you always let them know. If you, if you, I, I've told people, if you ever need us for anything, we're here for you. But it's up to them. Did you hear me? But I do not get up here on a soapbox and talk about, oh, how this one's hurt me, how that one's hurt me, how this one's hurt me. Because I'm just not going to do that. You don't need to listen to that. I'm not going to talk about it except when I'm teaching on it. Because I've learned to reject rejection. Now, I'm not 100% at it. My wife will tell you, but I'm, I'm a lot better than I used to be. So he went on teaching. Notice here in Matthew 11:20, Matthew 11:20. Now th- these are cities in where most of his mighty works were done. It says he began to rebuke, he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done, because they what? So they rejected his message, didn't they? Would Jesus ever get up and rebuke anybody? He just did right there. He began to rebuke them. Think about that. That's one reason he wouldn't have a mega church in this in the United States of America. What did he he began to what? To what? Rebuke them. Because they didn't repent. Now, if they'd have repented, guess what? He'd have, he'd have taken them right back. He, 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 he would have. But they didn't receive his message. His message wasn't received everywhere he went. And notice John 7, verse 5. His half-brothers. Notice this. John 7, verse 5. For even his brothers did not what? Now, this was during his ministry. Now, after his resurrection, you know, one of the one of the most powerful proofs to me of the resurrection of Jesus, among other things, is that two of his brothers, half brothers, because, of course, Jesus was born of a virgin. But uh, James and Jude both referred to him as their Lord. Did you ever think about that? Did you? Did you ever think, did you ever think, you ought to think about that when you start reading Jude. You have Jude there, go to Jude, somebody, go to, go to Jude. How does it start off, Jude? How does that start? What is it, let me see, how does it start? It says, this letter is from Jude. Now this was Jesus' half-brother. He did not receive him while Jesus was in his ministry. This was after he was raised from the dead. He said, a slave of Jesus Christ. Do any of you have children? Boy, they're so quiet. Anybody have children? Would one of your children be willing to be a slave to the other one? Huh? Bond servant? That's 
That speaks volumes to me. When Jude said, I'm a bond, I think one of the versions said, I'm a bond servant. And then I think James, how does James, find James for me. James. How did he... This letter is from James, a slave of God, and, and he, your version says a bondservant. Now, they, didn't, they rejected him. You need to realize this. His brothers rejected him during his earthly ministry. Do you think that hurt Jesus? Now, after he was raised from the dead, they called him bondservant. They became his bondservants. But nonetheless, I mean, that's awesome to have a sibling do that. Jesus is, he, he, he's, he, he's Lord, isn't he? But here during his earthly walk, his brothers didn't believe in him. And let me give, go you one more. Go to Mark 3. We're going to see that not only his brother, brothers, but his mother thought he was crazy. Look at this. Mark 3, 21. But when his own people... And the NIV brings out his family. This was his family, his own people, his family. Heard about this. What did they hear about? His ministry and his teaching and preaching. And he had gone in the ministry. Do you know my family thought I was crazy when I went to Bible school? They thought I was absolutely crazy and insane. My mother, now she loved the Lord Jesus. She is born again. She's in heaven right now. But she, uh, she said, you know, she said, you go into ministry, you're going to starve. You know, you're going you're gonna to wind up, you know, begging for food. See, that's what she thought, uh, that's what she had seen ministers go through. And so she didn't want me to go through that. You know, serving God, I've never starved one time. Hasn't come close. So my mama at first thought I was a little bit wacky for going in the ministry, you know. Not for being a Christian, but going in the ministry. Why do you want to do that for? Let people abuse you and talk bad about you and... Well, if you're called to do it, you need to do it. Is that right? But his own people, family, heard about what he was doing. They went out to lay hold of him. For they said what? He is out of his mind. Now, I wasn't berating my mama. She, she, she loved the Lord. She was, and you know, she came to see that going in the ministry was a good thing in the, in the process of time. And you know what? Just like my mom had a change of heart, so did Mary. Now, it's interesting, she weaved in and out. Have you ever had a family member weave in and out on you? You know what I'm talking about? One minute they think you're great, and the next minute they think you're a little nuts, and then they think you're great, and then they think you're nuts. You know, Jesus had that same issue. Here's a woman who at one time, at the, at the marriage supper at Cana there, the, 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 you know, that wedding, that wedding, not marriage supper, that wedding, wedding. Remember she said... She, he, he, they needed wine, and he said, fill up the jars. And what did she say? She said, Whatever he tells you to do. So she's, she's right there with him. But now, all of a sudden, she thinks he's crazy. So have you ever had a family member like you one day and not like you the next? Well, welcome to the club, Jesus and his own mother. And at this time, notice... She's thinking he's out of his mind. And if you don't believe that, go down to verse 31 and you'll see that in the process of time, his brothers and his mother were the ones that showed up. And standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. But verse 21, why did they come to take him? They were going to have him committed. They thought he was nuts. That's a form of rejection, isn't it? 
It didn't stop Jesus, though. He just kept right on going. Kept right on going. And we know later, his mother was right there at the cross when he died. And she was in the upper room and got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues on the day of Pentecost. Isn't that wonderful? And his brothers, I already told you, they, they, they rejected him during his ministry. But when he was raised from the dead, they became believers. Isn't, isn't that something? And servants. I want to encourage you. Encourage you. I want to encourage you. Am I doing better? I'm, I want to encourage you. That just because somebody's rejecting you today, doesn't mean they're going to be rejecting you tomorrow. Is that okay? Did I do good? See, I'm a Bible teacher. I teach the Bible. One person told me one day, said, when I come to church, I don't want to feel like I've, I've come to school. But folks, that's what I do. I teach. I'm a teacher. Okay? I teach. I teach. But I'm going to do my encouraging deal now. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to practice. Okay? Dear friends, just because your family rejects you today doesn't mean that they'll be rejecting you tomorrow. Am I doing better? Okay. Did that encourage you a little bit? You're a tough crowd. I mean, you're a tough crowd. I remember I was teaching one day at, at um, Merrimack. And this lady, she sat pruned face on the front row. On the front row. On the front yeah, on the front row. Just sourpuss. I'll... And it just, after several weeks of it, I just, I just couldn't anymore. I couldn't resist. Because I'd just stop sometimes during my teaching and tell a story or something. Everybody else is laughing. And she... And I said, you know what, I'm going to make you laugh this semester if it's the last thing I ever do. And she said, I didn't know that laughing was a prerequisite for the course. (laughs) Boy, this is a tough crowd. They're a tough crowd. They're a tough crowd. Are they thinking or have you gone to sleep on me? I've got to loosen you people up a little bit. You're loose, okay. As good as it gets. All right, let's go to John the Baptist. Do you know John the Baptist? Anybody? Let's let's do a little uh, talk here. Tell me something John the Baptist said about Jesus when Jesus showed up there at the shores of Galilee. Behold, the Lamb of God that what? Takes away the sin of the world. He's the one. He says, John said, I did indeed baptize with water, but there's one coming that's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He said, I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. That's an acceptance, isn't it? How many of you know that probably made Jesus feel good? But there was a time... Matthew 11, verse 1, when John's in prison. And now it came to pass, Matthew 11, 1, when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach, to preach, and so on in their cities. And when John heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Do you think that hurt Jesus? Now John's not so sure anymore. 
Now let's go to John 6.60. Jesus is teaching, and he's teaching. He said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you'll have no life in you. And they, whenever, and so they thought he was actually talking about literally drinking his blood and eating his flesh. And he was talking about spiritual things and believing on him and selling out to him. And when you believe on him and sell out to him, it's like eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Did you know if you're taking notes, you ought to write this down. If you listen to spiritual truth with natural thinking, you will get offended. If you listen to spiritual truth with natural thinking, you will get offended. First you'll get confused and then you'll get offended. If you listen to natural truth, uh, 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 spiritual truth, let's get it right. If you listen to what? Spiritual truth with, you will first get confused and then you will get offended. Now here's Jesus' disciples. Now these aren't the twelve. This is, he, he had a bunch of them. This is one of he his church had probably more people in it, if you want to say it this way. He had more followers now than he ever had. A bunch of people. But he made that statement, and they got confused, they got offended. And in verse 60, therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? So they're confused. And then they got offended, verse 66, from that time, look at this, now look at this, from that time, a few, did it say a few, or did it say many, said many, many, look at that, verse 66, from that to many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. They hit the road, Jack. Anybody know who sang that? Ray Charles. They hit the road. And they never came back. It's gone. Isn't that something? They walked with him no more. So you can understand somebody walking away from me and walking with me no more. But how about Jesus? And these weren't just casual people. These are people, disciples, disciplined ones. They not only believed on him, they sold out to him. They were following him. And they went back and walked with him no more. Was that a rejection to Jesus? Do you think that hurt him? I think it did. I don't see him going running after these people trying to talk them into coming back. When people walk away from you, this is what I've learned over the years. Do you know there's some people who would rather go to hell than admit that they is wrong? Do you hear what I just said? Or, or they'd rather go to hell than admit that they could have been wrong. Or they'd almost rather go to hell than apologize to somebody. I've, been, I, I've dealt with people like that. Until they really saw how bad hell is. And they don't want to go there. But How many of his disciples went back? Many. All except the twelve. And do you know what he said to the twelve? Let, let me give you a quiz. Did he do this? Did he say, oh guys, please don't leave. Please don't leave me. I'm down to twelve. Please don't go. Please don't go. No, don't go. Did he do that? 
He said, do you want to go too? And Peter said, well, <laughs> where are we going to go? You're the one that has the words of eternal life. Shows me they were thinking about it. But they had better sense. And then he said, one of you is a devil. Who is he talking about? What was Jesus really doing there? He was rejecting rejection. Some of you have been told things when you were a kid that you were stupid, that you were ugly, that you'd never amount to nothing, that you were this, that you were that, you were the other. And I tell you what, those words can lodge in your spirit and affect you 20, 30, 40 years later. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, it's time to rise up and do what with rejection? Reject it, glory to God. Do you hear what I just said? Now, are you getting anything out of this? Is this helping you? And then notice Matthew twenty six fifty six. By this time, Judas had betrayed him. Do you think that hurt Jesus? When Judas came up there and how did he betray him? How did he betray him? Have you ever been betrayed with a kiss? Do you think that hurt Jesus? What did Jesus call him? Friend. Wow. One of the best ways to reject rejection is to just walk in love. And then Matthew twenty six fifty six, when they took Jesus at the in the garden, all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Now watch this. Then all the disciples did what? Whew. How do you think Jesus was feeling there? It is interesting, though. I'm not in my notes now. These are just right in my heart, just things coming up. If you walk with God and stay close to Him, now you, you, may, you and I may not be able to pick it all up when somebody's going to reject you or, or whatever. But uh, I don't know that this took Jesus by surprise because the Scripture said that strike the shepherd and the... Sheep will scatter. Is that right? And he knew. He knew. Jesus. See, he knew. Well, I've never said this before. This is. This is just. This is just something we need to grab a hold of. If you'll flow with the Spirit of God, you can pick up. I've already come in on Sunday mornings. I've been doing this twenty some odd years. I've come in on Sunday mornings a handful of just a couple of times. Just just a couple of times. The Lord doesn't always show me. How many of you know Moses? When Korah rose up against him, God didn't show him that in advance. But there's been times, though, where I've come in on a Sunday morning up here minding my own business and I've had key leaders in the church and the Spirit of God just just right on the inside said, they're not here today, they're visiting another church, they're going to be leaving soon. He got, what was it? He, He was getting me ready for it. Stay in tune with the Spirit of God. And now, Now, you may not pick up all of it, He may not show you all of it. He didn't show Moses. But He'll show you some of it. 
Did, did, did this catch Jesus, though it hurt him, did it catch him by surprise? No, because he knew that when he was struck, the sheep were going to scatter. So God can get us ready ahead of time for some of this rejection. Did you hear what I just said? Now, I've never said that before, but that needed to be said. That's good. That's good. And then Peter. Did Peter reject Jesus? Did it catch Jesus? See, this is coming out of my heart. Did that catch Jesus by surprise? No, he told Peter ahead of time what he was going to do. And Peter said, oh, I'll never reject you. I'll never reject you. But did he? How many times? Let's read about it real quick. Well, for the sake of time, uh, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read it. I could, but you, you got it. He, re- I do need to do this though. Well, let's do it. Let's Luke 22:55. Go there real quick. Luke 22:55. Now, when the they had kindled the fire in the midst of the courtyard, sat down. Peter sat among them. They'd taken Jesus now, and a certain servant girl, verse 56, seeing him as he sat by, by the fire, looked intently at him, and said, "This uh, man was also with him." Verse 57, but he, Peter, denied Jesus, saying, woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, another saw him and said, you are also of them. But Peter said, man, I am not. Then after about an hour that passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, surely this fellow also was with him, for he's a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you are saying. And then here's what always got me. Immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, verse 61, and the Lord turned and what? Looked at Peter. Peter denied him and the Lord heard some of it. If not all of it, he was right there. It was not far away. He heard it. Do you think that hurt Jesus? Did it catch Jesus by surprise? But it still hurt him. It it was a rejection, wasn't it? It's interesting, if you study it out, Judas, the King James says he repented, but the word doesn't repent there doesn't mean have a change of heart. He regretted what he did, and he went out and hung himself, went to hell. Is that right? But Peter, after he did this, he went out and wept. He repented, but that word means he wept bitterly. He really repented. Did he reject Jesus? He denied him, didn't he? How many times? But did he repent? Yeah. He went out, wept bitterly. He repented. And when Jesus was risen from the dead, did you ever notice he said, go tell. And then he said, and tell Peter. And then he met there with with Peter there. I guess where there was fishing or whatever. And he said, do you love me, Peter? And he asked him how many times? Three. Each for one of the rejections. Did Peter want to come back? Yes. Did Jesus let him? Yes. So when that friend of yours unfriends you on Facebook, you don't respond with vehemently or or hate or, well, I'm going to just unfriend their unfriend. Don't do that. Walk in what? Love. And if they want to friend you, then you be their friend. Is that right? Now, I have learned this. I will say this. Sometimes, in my life, there's a couple of people in our life over the many years, sometimes you have to love people from a distance. It's better than letting them continue to hurt you and abuse you up close. Do you hear what I just said? 
And there's nothing wrong with loving somebody from a distance. Especially if they're not, if they're going to, you let them back in your life and they just keep, keep rubbing salt in the wound. Sometimes you just got to lovingly love them from a distance. I like what one guy said. I think I might have, I might have coined this phrase. He said, love somebody from a distance is better than hating them up close. Is that right? And then in Pilate's court, Luke twenty three twenty one, what did the crowd do when Jesus was standing there? Did what did they what did they cry out? Crucify him, crucify him. And then look at Matthew twenty seven verse thirty eight. As Jesus hung on the cross, bearing your sins and mine, notice Matthew twenty seven thirty eight. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right, other on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you're the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the, likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and elders said, He saved others himself he cannot save. If he's the King of Israel, let him come down from the cross and we'll believe in him. How many of you know they wouldn't have believed in him? They just they were aware of all those miracles and still didn't believe believe there's just being ugly you know sometimes people just want to be ugly i'm not talking physically i'm talking with their words he trusted in god let him deliver him now if he will save him for he said i'm the son of god and even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing now thank god one of them repented later on how would how do you think jesus was feeling about this time and he's up there bearing their sins and they're treating him like that. That was, how many of you know, this is worse than getting unfriended on Facebook. Or somebody leaving a church or whatever. Is that right? This is worse than anything that's ever happened to you and me put together. Is that right? But the worst rejection hadn't yet come. It was about to. Matthew 27, verse 45. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth, there was darkness over the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, what did he say? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? What happened? God drew the blinds of heaven, so to speak, and turned his back on his son. Why did he turn his back? Because he laid all the sin of mankind upon Jesus. And all these other rejections broke Jesus' heart. No doubt hurt him. But this one, this one here, when God, he'd been rejected by everybody, his mother, his brothers, his disciple, everybody. And now he's been rejected by the Heavenly Father. But it wasn't a rejection for himself. It was a rejection as he bore your sins and mine. How many of you know Jesus' heart was broken? So you think you've been rejected. I think I've been rejected. Who's the most rejected person of all time? Jesus. He was rejected every way you can be rejected. And he was rejected by God the Father himself. But it wasn't 
God rejecting Jesus. God was really rejecting us in him. Because of sin. But thank God. It didn't stop at the cross, did it? There was a third day coming, wasn't there? And on that third day. Listen to the words. You can read these in Hebrews 1 sometime. But notice what God the Father said about Jesus. On the third day. After he would paid the full price for man's sin. He said, you're my son. Today I've begotten you. I'll, again, I'll be to him a father. He'll be to me a son. Let all the angels of God worship him. Now, that doesn't sound like rejection anymore. That sounds like the rejection is over. Can you say amen? And by the power of the Holy Spirit and the glory of God, Jesus was raised from the dead. Praise God. And he was raised up. And, and God said to him, remember, he ascended on high. And he took his blood into the heavenly holy of holies and all of that, you know. And, and God the Father said, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So you see, Jesus, though he was rejected, he was eventually given the most honor that's ever been given a human being. And now he's seated at the right hand of God on high. Can you say Amen. The Bible says Peter wrote, he said, he was rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious. See, that rejection only lasted three days and three nights. But Jesus, again, was received back by the Father. It's interesting, the Bible says the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And why was Jesus rejected? Now listen, I got said all that to say this and I'll close. Why was Jesus rejected in every which way you could possibly be rejected? It was for one reason and one reason only. So that you and I could be accepted. We need to look this up. Ephesians 1.6. Look at this. Look at this. To the praise of the glory of His grace by which He, Jesus, has made us what? Accepted in the beloved. And that word beloved, actually we could read like this. He's made us accepted in Himself. So dear friends, it doesn't matter who rejects us. The important thing is that God has what? Accepted us in Christ. See, Jesus was rejected by the butcher, the baker, the candlestick. He was rejected by everybody. Including God the Father himself, his mother, everybody. Why? So that no matter who in life that we're rejected by, he's bore that rejection for us. And we can know that we're accepted in him. Can you say amen? Man, that's good news, isn't it? And because of that, we can reject rejection. And think of these words. Jesus said, the one that comes to me, I'll by no means, what? Cast out or reject. And no matter who rejects you now. See, see it, 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 what Jesus has really done, he's taken the sting out of rejection. So-and-so might reject you, but hey, I got good news. God has accepted you. And if God's accepted you, that's all that really counts in the end. And he'll by no means cast you out. 
And because of what Jesus did, I can reject rejection. And so can you. So I came today to just encourage you. No matter what you're going through, no matter who's rejected you, rise up in love, stand in love, realize Jesus was rejected so you could be accepted, and just reject that rejection in love. Notice John 1.11. Notice this. Just it'll be on the screen. It says, He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. What does that mean? He came to the Jews. Also, He came to mankind. But as many as received him, to them gave he right to, the right to become children of God, even to those who what? Believe on his name. Did you get anything out of this today? Did this help you? It should have helped you. So if you're dealing with rejection in any way, shape, form, or fashion, if you have in the past, some of you may be still dealing with some things from when you were a kid and they didn't pick you in gym class or your dad or mom said something bad to you or your, your aunt or your uncle or somebody didn't include you in this or they didn't include and that stuck in your spirit all these years. Good news. Jesus bore that for you. You can reject that now. Amen. Reject it. Reject it. Maybe you're dealing with something currently. After listening this today, to this today, it should help you that, hey, hey, the thing you're dealing with is a small thing compared to what Jesus dealt with. And he dealt with all the big stuff so that so that sting, you know, it can be can be can be removed from you. You don't have to bear that anymore some of you you've gone through divorces or this or that or the other and hey and 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 maybe some of that stuff that residue is hung on but now's the day to just reject it completely can you say amen reject that rejection and just go on and enjoy life can you say amen to that stand with me if you would just bow your heads